0: Hello, hello. Welcome.
1: What is up? What is up? And that will be my final time saying that as I am retiring that phrase. It's just oh, no. been getting overused and uh, Lots of over I'm moving on. All right. So this is
2: our uh, 19th episode. We mm-hmm. had to wait a little bit, you know, let some more news roll in. But we like mm-hmm. our segments here. We're going to get started with a Twitter beef between Devonte Parker and Michael Thomas. So for those of you that don't know, basically what happened is the NFL posted a tweet saying what's harder to do, catch a pass. I think it was
0: Instagram, actually. Yeah,
2: yeah, something like that. What's harder to do, catch a pass when you're being guarded by Stephon Gilmore or break up a pass when you have to guard Michael Thomas? Then Devontae Parker commented saying that it's uh, harder to catch a pass on Stephon Gilmore. Then Michael Thomas just said, like, you're not good at football. Like, I'm way better (laughs) than you and, like, all this stupid (laughs) stuff. So, uh,
1: Jagla, uh, what is your take on this here? Michael Thomas, man, he's so overly sensitive. I yeah. mean, Parker responded to a simple question. I mean, it's questionable on whether he should have responded. Yeah. But um, Thomas felt for some reason that he was taking a shot at uh, yeah. at Michael Thomas, and he started comparing his stats with Parker's, saying stuff like, you're not even in the same conversation as me. You wish yeah. you had my numbers. But when did Parker ever say any of that? Exactly. Not once did Parker compare himself to Thomas and never said he was better. I don't know why Thomas has to take it on such a personal level. Yeah. And I loved when
0: Parker said, quit crying, bruh, because that's what we were all thinking. Yeah, I have to agree with Jad here. I mean, Michael Thomas was just incredibly sensitive to the whole situation. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest here, though. Devontae Parker, I don't think he should have ignited it. I mean... He's a professional football player playing in the NFL. I don't think he should be giving his opinion on like ESPN uh unless like they're interviewing him or something like that. But I, I just think it's kind of a kind of a risky move when you're just, when you're a professional athlete, you have some kind of standard that you have to hold up and I think just responding to like an an Instagram post like this was a little bit unprofessional for him, especially when he knew it was probably going to create some kind of backlash. But Michael Thomas is completely uh, in the wrong here. He he took it way too personally. Devontae Parker, like Jad said, didn't even insult him. He literally just said that he thinks it's harder. I mean, it's understandable since the guy's a wide receiver. So, of course, he's going to take that point of view. Uh, So, uh, I really don't think that Devontae Parker's in the wrong a lot, but I feel like Michael Thomas took it too far.
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys pretty much have said it, but I think that there's something deeper going on here. I think there's some sort of hate group on Michael Thomas forming within the NFL wide receiver community. (laughs) I mean, this guy's not the most athletic guy. He gets targeted a lot more than these other guys like Devontae Parker. Uh, One of his comments was saying, let's see what stats I could put up if I get targeted like you. I mean, there is some truth to that, but Michael Thomas is like a top three, top five receiver. I think some of these receivers are starting to like, think that he's more of a system type of guy. I mean, we could debate Mm -hmm. that another time. But, like, Michael Thomas shouldn't even have responded back to this because, like, yeah. De'Vante Parker is nowhere in this guy's league. I mean, I, I want to see what, like, Michael Thomas could do once Drew Brees retires. Or, like, I want it would just be interesting to see how he would do. Uh, mm-hmm. He is a great route runner, but, like I said, uh, Devontae Parker doesn't belong on this guy's table, but I still don't think uh, Michael Thomas should have responded to anything.
0: Yeah, I All have right. to agree.
1: Uh, next, we're going to go into um, saying – the most underrated quarterback, running back, and receiver in the NFL. Um, Dylan, why don't you start us out here? All
2: right, so underrated quarterbacks. As you know, I'm a big quarterback guy. I like oh, to no. predict quarterbacks. For me, <laughs> I have two. I'm going with two. For with me, two. Um, Josh Allen. Uh, I was going to have That's a good pick. Kyler Murray, but everyone's starting to hopping on to the bandwagon yeah. now that they have DeAndre Hopkins. But me, I-, I was with him since he got drafted. We don't want you on this bandwagon. Stay hating on Kyler Murray, but anyway, Josh Allen. I mean, this guy's a second-year starter. He tied the league last season in first place, in first place for fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives. I think he has a, the strongest arm in the league. He could throw the ball farther than Patrick Holmes, but not more accurate. But he, like you said, strongest arm in the league. Um, he has a twenty-to-nine touchdown-interception ratio. It's not great, but the interceptions is not really like. Uh, reading type of thing. It's an accuracy. He struggled with accuracy. Mm-hmm. That's really it. I mean, this guy's such an underrated rusher too.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: 510 rushing yards and four touchdowns. This guy's second in the league in quarterback <clears throat> rushing yards since he got drafted behind only Lamar Jackson. I mean, I love his play style. Um, and then they add Stephon Diggs. I really think this guy can make some noise. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll say my second quarterback uh, once you guys go after. So.
1: Um. Alright, okay. so I'm going to go with someone that many people think is overrated, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I don't know yes. why. He's overheated, oh my in my opinion. This yeah, guy's sure. record as a starter is 21-5. and five. He receives mm-hmm. constant hate. Um, He's a great winner. I saw that last year against New Orleans uh, in the mm-hmm. Dome. Mm-hmm. And people want to uh, bag on him because he threw eight passes in the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. But how do you blame him when running the ball was working? I mean, yeah. they were 27-0 at halftime just mm-hmm. by running the ball. Uh, and they couldn't stop it. So what people fail to realize is, it's not that he isn't capable of throwing uh, and completing more passes. It's that it's they don't need him to. Well,
2: we don't know if he's capable yet. I mean, I
1: think he's capable. Has there been a for game sure. where
2: he's thrown like forty the passes game. for three hundred yards and three touchdowns? Like yeah, I don't think I don't think, game, I don't think he he's done three, that. Yeah, I mean, not a
0: lot of quarterbacks are going to be throwing 40 passes a game, Dylan, especially in the (laughs) run-heavy San Francisco offense. Uh, My pick is also, surprise, surprise, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, damn. This guy gets absolutely – and I'm a Seahawks fan, and I got to say, this guy (laughs) It's not that he's not
2: good. It's just, like, people praise him for being a franchise quarterback when – Most
0: of it is not. I've not heard anyone praise him to be a franchise quarterback. (laughs) I have. Um, All these Niners fans, yeah. This guy is a product of the 49ers running system. I mean, you can't blame him for not throwing the ball that much if that's how the coach and the offensive coordinator are running their offense
2: too. That's why
0: I don't think that's the reason. I think it's because they have a very strong offensive line. They don't have the best mm-hmm. wide receiving core and they have some pretty good running back. George there, so Kittle, they keep. Emmanuel the...
2: Sanders, Debo Samuels, Emmanuel Sanders isn't
0: with them. <laughs> that was last season. I mean, Marquise it... Goodwin is not very good. George Kittle is great. Uh, I'll give him that probably the best end <laughs> in the league, but oh, I well. mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, not, he's not the most experienced quarterback, but last season he threw for, Almost 4,000 yards, uh, 27 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. I mean, with a 102 passing rating. I mean, the guy, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the league, but I'm just saying this guy gets hated on. I, I've i heard people say that he, he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. It, he uh He's not, like, skilled. He can't throw a pass. But, I mean, he, he performs pretty consistently, and I feel like the mm-hmm. praise is kind of, I mean, the, I uh, would the say... hate is kind of unwarranted.
2: I would say the hate is not as warranted as it should be. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I get it. Like, he hasn't, he doesn't need to throw as much. I think he is capable, like Jed said, with the Saints games. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I think these people that are saying that he's like good are trying to place him way too high. When most yeah, of it I, hasn't I definitely been agree. Him.
0: Like, I think that's that's a really fair point, Dylan. I think that a lot of people, there's a lot of people that hate on him a lot. But then on the other side, there's a lot of people that. Really love this guy. I think he's like a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, because they're
2: equating the team success to like 99% (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: That's exactly true. So Jimmy (laughs) Garoppolo is nowhere near the top 10 discussion. But I'm just saying he he gets a lot of hate for not that big of a reason. But Dylan's point is completely, completely true. So I'm going to
2: move on to my second quarterback here. Um, (laughs) If you guys have listened in before, this shouldn't be a surprise. That's going to be Drew Locke for me. Um, oh my God, God. this guy's <laughs> played like three I games. I saw this guy at Missouri. <laughs> I was absolutely amazed with what I saw. I mean, his medium and deep accuracy. He could fit it pinpoint on the sidelines between the safeties and the corners. He could fit it through the seam. There's just so much potential here. With mm-hmm. only five starts last year, he goes seven touchdowns to three interceptions, averaging 204 passing yards per game, which I think is pretty good for the first five starts. On 64% completion percentage, which is already better than Josh Allen, he adds Jerry Judy, which I think is the best wide receiver in the draft class. I mean, I saw this ranking of the top starting quarterback. He's ranked 27th. I'm sorry. He's not ranked behind uh, Sam Darnold, Dwayne Haskins, Gardner Minshew. It's going to surprise him a lot. Gardner Minshew too.
0: is definitely better than him, dude. And
2: I think it's just going to be another <laughs> quarterback that just bursts onto the scene that I first guessed.
1: I do like Drew Locke as well. Um, I mean, I'm not sure he'll really put up big numbers this year, but I, I do think – he could potentially be a franchise quarterback, but uh, I see. yeah. Anyways. So we're gonna
2: move on to our uh, underrated running back here, uh, mm-hmm. Drew. Who do you have?
0: Uh, I have this guy that I actually really like, and that and he absolutely exploded last year in fantasy and like for like a week uh, immediately <laughs> after he got traded. That's Kenyon Drake. I mean, I love the mm-hmm. way that this guy runs the football. I think he's an absolutely great fit for the Cardinals, who are getting who honestly made the right move to get rid of an aging and injured David Johnson. I feel like this guy is a good running back for the Cardinals future. I think he's definitely a a three down back. Uh, He's very elusive. He's very fast. Uh, We saw him with that 40 plus point performance in fantasy, which is very, uh, which is very, very good for a running back. I'm really glad that he got out of that dolphin system with that terrible offensive line, just a terrible team in general. (laughs) And now he's on a team like the Cardinals, which has a lot of upside. So I think that the only, the best is to come for this guy. And uh, I really like him as a running back. For me,
2: uh, I just want to throw out another honorable mention here. That's going to be Josh Jacobs as my honorable mention. Uh, But (laughs) my main underrated running back uh, is going to be Nick Chubb. I mean, this guy is an absolute Mm -hmm. machine. He doesn't get mentioned in the conversation when it comes to top five running backs. I think you Mm -hmm. can easily make a case for it. Um, mm-hmm. You see guys like Alvin Kamara kind of loses step. I mean, that guy yeah. was a top three pick in fantasy. He was nowhere near that mark. Uh, Zeke, um, he didn't have the best of seasons last year. And Chubb just keeps getting better and better. Um, his yards per carry is like absolutely insane. He can run through, great trucking, great vision. I mean, he, um, I was a Baker Mayfield and Odell fan. I don't want to admit it, but he was the bulk of the Cleveland Browns offense last year. <laughs> I mean, this guy, uh, he's not necessarily a great uh, third down back, but... I mean, they had to go to him. I guess they got Kareem Hunt now too, but I mean. He's, he's better he's, as a
0: kicker. Yeah, yeah. He's,
2: a, he's just such a machine. Like, you could play him all three downs. He never gets tired. And he mm-hmm. definitely needs to be in this top five running back conversation.
1: Uh, I really love Nick Chubb, but I didn't go with him just because I feel people still know he's really good. But he mm-hmm. is still underrated for his skill level. Mm-hmm. But uh, my underrated running back is Joe Mixon.
0: Um, I think that if the Bengals, were... I don't think he's very underrated. He, yeah, he not... was
1: absolute trash last year. Bro. Yeah, he uh, was very overrated. If the Bengals were really were a little bit better last year, their O line was one of the worst in the league, and mm-hmm. this guy still put up pretty good number. I mean, not like the best, but it I really wouldn't surprise me. Now, with the addition of Burrow, AJ Green coming back, and T Higgins, it wouldn't surprise me if he um, gets in a thousand yard uh, rushing season and ten rushing touchdowns. Because Ooh. I I really think this guy could pop off with a good team surrounding him. Because last year they were really stacking the box with Mixon. Yeah, he is a solid back, but, I mean, the, and I, don't think I, I could like see it. I could great. see it. Uh, I don't think he's great enough to be the main focus, but that's what he was last year when There's high injury the
2: risk with him, too. That is true. Yeah. And,
1: I mean, he has some personality issues. I believe he punched his pregnant girlfriend in college.
0: <laughs> but oh,
1: uh, nonetheless, he got away with it. I not
2: condone that.
1: <laughs>
0: of course, the NFL players get away with it.
1: <laughs>
2: All right, uh, Drew, how about you uh, go on ahead and introduce this uh, next one?
0: Sure, so – Oh, wait, no, I mean, we're doing already, wide
1: receivers next. Yeah, course.
0: we've already done QB and <laughs> running back, so might, might as well hop on to the third position, wide receiver. <laughs> uh, for my pick, I had to pick – I mean, I kind of went off my fantasy team for this one, a little bit of bias, but I went with Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears. Okay. He, okay. the guy is incredibly underrated, A sh- uh, a shining point in the – otherwise very dull Bears offense. I mean, this guy was putting up numbers. He's getting consistent around 15 fantasy (laughs) points a game. Uh, And uh, another factor to take into account is that he was playing for Mitchell Trubisky, who's arguably one of the worst, if not the worst quarterback in the league, and a terrible Chicago Bears team. He was definitely carrying (laughs) the load. The running game last year was very weak for them, so they had to go to this guy in the clutch. Uh, so I feel like he's a very underrated wide receiver that uh, not a lot of people know of.
2: Yeah, and the one thing, thing is, too with that guy though is like okay. how much of it is him being good versus him being like decent but being the best player. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, like to a catch Michael Thomas passes from situation. like
2: situation.
0: He's not getting targeted nearly as much as Michael Thomas. The funny thing about Allen Robinson is
1: that his two quarterbacks throughout his career have been Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> and that's that's kind of hell for a receiver, but yeah. he is making the most of it. All right, for so, me? Oh, Jaddy you went ahead. Uh <laughs> right, so my underrated wide receiver, I mean, I feel like this guy doesn't get talked about uh, at all, really, and it's Cooper Cup.
0: Um, oh, opinion, your boy, your boy. one of the your best boy. slot
1: receivers in the yeah. NFL today. I modeled my game after him, actually. And, uh, <laughs> he was balling in 2018 before tearing his ACL, but came back stronger in 2019 with a 1,000-yard season and 10 touchdowns. Yeah. Rarely gets talked about. I think he's on the verge of being an elite receiver. Only 26 years old. He's entering his prime, and he can only get better from here. All
2: right. Another uh, guy that is a Cooper Cup type. Uh, my underrated wide receiver is Adam Thielen. Uh, you want to talk mm, about consistency? No, he's not
0: underrated. You he's wanna, just very good. You want to
2: talk about consistency? You got to talk about Adam Thielen. You want to talk about route running? You got to come to Adam Thielen. You want to talk about pure hands? <laughs> you got to come to Adam Thielen. I mean, this guy doesn't get mentioned in top five wide receiver conversations. Um, He was like a 1A, 1B with Stephon Diggs. I really like him. I want to see what he could do this year. As the number one wide receiver, I mean, Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, both of those guys have something in common that I think could be a factor for them being underrated. But um, uh, <laughs> uh, one thing, too, I want to throw out an honorable mention, uh, Keenan Allen, this guy, yeah, um, he's that. super oh, underrated. Yeah. He's great after the catch. He's had to deal with Phillip Rivers. You know how he's been the past few years. But I, mm-hmm. I like both of those guys as underrated Wide Receivers. Uh, our next segment, Drew, this is for you to introduce.
0: All <laughs> right. So for our next segment, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, rapper 6 9 who recently <laughs> got out of jail, dropped a song on the same day he got out of jail, um, and all the controversy kind of surrounding him because he's a very polarizing figure. Um, so what are you guys' thoughts on 6 9 in the first place? um in my opinion six nine is just a huge meme i really yeah you know, i can't yep. take his music
1: seriously and I mm-hmm. uh, congrats to him because he's getting so much clout I, yeah. I believe his youtube video has over 200 million views
2: yes yeah, so and it's now
1: only a week um his ig live had over a million uh watchers which i believe is the record yeah, so yep. I, he's securing the bag i mean I, he snitched to get out of jail i don't know if i like that mm-hmm. but i mean respect to him
2: <laughs> yeah i kind of have to agree with jad here i mean this guy, you know, you always have to find a way to make it in the world. Um, this guy wanted to be a musician. Is he making it because <laughs> of his music? I don't really think so. Um, the song, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely not getting a spot on the playlist. No way, no how. Um, I like mm-hmm. how he trolls them with putting a rat on his head at the yeah. end of the video. <laughs> but uh, this, this guy's, like Jad said, it's a meme. Like he's nothing more than that, in my opinion.
0: I'm gonna be completely honest. I think six nine is exactly where he wants to be as an artist. I think <laughs> I think that he's just absolutely crushing records and basically blowing through everyone in his path. I mean, yeah, he snitched. Everyone has a huge problem with that. I really don't see the problem with that because if you're faced with going to jail for like what ninety years, throwing away your entire career, your entire life, like, uh, or you could just like uh, turn in some people who would probably do the same thing to you. Uh, I would definitely turn them in. I mean, I, I don't think he should be getting as much hate as he is for his decision. I mean, he made a smart move for his life. Uh, I mean, he, he and he didn't lose, like, all of the millions that he made from uh, his songs and everything. I mean, music quality, this guy does not have great quality music. The the music does not take a lot of effort to make. Uh, I would be lying if I didn't say his new song was went pretty hard. Uh, it was, it was honestly, it was not the best song musically, but his energy really kind of elevated the song yeah, and like I, Dylan I said, that, that rat thing. Uh, I, I, I just think that the guy, he's kind of a marketing genius. If you really look at it, everyone's <laughs> calling him a meme and that's what more people want to check out. They don't want to check out like, oh, here's this underrated new rapper. It's like, no, here's this guy. <laughs> who snitched on everyone, has a bunch of face tats, That's rainbow kinda hair. kind of true, actually, yeah. And calls it's himself right. the king of New York. He broke the IG Live's, uh record. I mean, Tory Lanes, I think, had the record before with like <laughs> with like a million when he had Drake on it. But 6 9 on his own had like 2.4 million, which absolutely yeah. blew him out of the water. That's insane. 2.4 million. He got 180 million plus streams on YouTube. And considering the fact that the billboard is now counting youtube streams that's insane so i and the guy hasn't gone to billboard number one there's a lot of controversy with that he's calling out billboard but uh i honestly think the guy deserves his number one he's got 180 million streams on the first day that he dropped the song that's absolutely something that we've never seen before so i (laughs) i think the guy's exactly where he wants to be as a musician is he a good musician no but is he very successful and is he is he marketing himself in the right way absolutely
2: all right, our next segment going to transition back into some NFL. You Cowboys fans, Dak Prescott, word on the street <laughs> is that he declined a five-year $175 million contract. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to get started here. Uh, as Stephen A. Smith would say, Dak, you need to get off the weed. This is $35 million <laughs> a year for yeah. five years. I get it's a bit long. Maybe you think uh, the your value will improve in, like, three or four years. I don't really know the details. If you could opt out, if there's a player option. I don't know the guaranteed money. But the, in terms of guaranteed, I know Dak wants a lot guaranteed. The guarantee needs to be under, like, $60 million if you're going to decline this contract. I mean, I, you're mm-hmm. not top five. You're not top ten. Maybe top ten. It, it'd be really close. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, he's Another thing, too, uh, the report also said that uh, his agent's asking north of $45 million yeah. a year. Jesus. And Patrick Mahomes, I don't even know if Patrick Mahomes is going to get an average of $45 million a year. I think Mahomes really? is going to be looking at, like, 40, 40, 40 to 42. So, Dak, yeah. like, I'm, I'm really sorry, but this, you need to accept this contract.
1: Dak, man, when does this crap end? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I get that players set the market and, and all that, but you're getting ridiculous. Um, I actually also saw that report that he wants north of 45 mil per year, and I can tell you, if that's true, you have to let him walk. I mean, you mm-hmm. might say if the Cowboys don't pay Dak, someone will. But I really don't think any team should ever pay Dak 45 million per for year. <laughs> yes. When one yeah. player gets that much money, the whole team starts falling apart. Especially for example, Mahomes,
2: with uh, the Cowboys paying Amari Cooper $20 million. Yeah, I, yeah. it's just going to
1: be hell. And for example, Mahomes is probably going to get that type of money, but he's one of the few that deserve it. And he could probably carry a low end team. Yeah. Dak, however, I don't think you realize how much you getting or <laughs> how much money you get affects the whole team around you, which makes it really hard for the teams to pay you. Yeah. And uh, if he really does hold out and demands anything over $40 million,
0: yeah. I, if
1: I'm the Cowboys, I'm starting Dalton. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. no way I would budge yeah. into that. We'll see how Jerry Jones plays
0: it, but I just – I wouldn't budge. Yeah, I – this is just absolutely ridiculous. To see this kind of immaturity <laughs> come from a professional athlete I It's just beyond I me. I wasn't expecting him from a back type. He seems like a very professional type of guy. Yeah, $175 million. How do you turn that down? This guy is not – top. this guy's arguably top 10 in the league. You shouldn't be asking for those kind of numbers. If you're top three in a league, then I can see it happen. But don't talk because you don't have the type of talent that it deserves to get that money. I mean, yeah, five years, whatever. So then just take a year off the contract. Take some money off the contract, right? That's how you do math, bud. Uh, It's just absolutely ridiculous that this guy isn't taking the contract. I mean, I don't really – I can see a lot of teams wanting Dak, but for the amount that he's asking, that's just way too much. He's not one of the talents that – he's not one of the generational talents that's going to win you a Super Bowl like a Patrick Mahomes type of player. But he's a solid player that deserves to get paid solidly, and the Cowboys have already made it clear that they have another backup option with Andy Dalton. So I think that Dak should feel very insecure about his position and should definitely accept that contract because, honestly, it's probably his – Last remaining hopes to yeah. remain with the Cowboys organization. And for me,
2: like, the absolute tops I'm paying back is, like, 36.5 or 37. So, so
0: like, <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, anyway, we're going to transition into our rank. We didn't have one last episode, so we got here. Top five favorite NBA players. As uh, it has been common this last few segments, I want to throw in some honorable mentions right away. I've got three honorable mm-hmm. mentions I want to get in. Chris Paul. One of my favorite point guards. Love, I like mm. passes. Passes always get underrated. You know, they don't average 30 a game, so they're not that good. That's what all the idiots and the fans want to say. But, I mean, you need a passer <laughs> on your team. Chris Paul's that guy. I love guys with the great vision. It's a gift, really. Like, lots of these guys on my list have it. Um, it's something that is like a generational type of thing. But anyway, I'm going way too yeah. in depth for an honorable mention here. Uh, CJ McCollum <laughs> is one of my favorite guys. It's really because <laughs> of this podcast I've been listening to. You guys have a podcast. <throat> it's kind of nice. And then a Lakers fan, Alex Caruso. I mean, this guy's an absolute menace. <laughs> the energy he brings is just crazy. But we're gonna get into the actual top five. So, uh, Jack, start us with your number five.
1: All right, number five, I got. Luka Doncic. I mean, um, mm-hmm. this guy, arguably a top five player in his second year in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. he's electric. He's really fun to watch. Uh, I watch a lot of Mavs games because my brother's a Mavs fan. And, mm-hmm. I mean, every time he just catches your eye. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really incredible. A lot of these European players don't really work out in the NBA. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, this
0: guy is an exception. And it's, he's amazing to watch. Uh, Drew, yeah, so five. at my number five position, this might be a bit of a controversial pick. Because a lot of people are really split on how they feel about this guy. I, for one, I think that he's a player that you really just can't take your eyes off when he's playing because he usually has the ball most of the time. Uh, and that is James Harden. Uh, people yeah. will say, oh, he's traveling, I he's doing this, entirety. he's doing that. But the guy yeah. is averaging almost 40 points a game for like a whole season. I mean, he's been an MVP candidate almost every year. I feel like he should be. Should it be, Giannis? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's just this guy puts on a show every time the ball is in his hands he has everyone's saying oh he's on athletic he doesn't try on defense but he is really his defense has gotten a lot better yeah he's like top uh,
2: 100 defensive wing shares uh he gets a decent yeah. amount of steals as well so
0: yeah he does get a decent amount of steals uh i mean he's of course a great score he's an offensive threat one of the most efficient offensive yeah. or not efficient sorry not efficient at all uh, <laughs> one of the most uh One of the most exciting players on offense. I mean, yeah, he bricks a lot of shots. He's not not a consistent player. But I just got to say, when you're scoring at volumes like this guy is, it's just impossible. Another
2: thing, too, is you want to talk about make do what you have. This guy, I mean, the way he's been able to draw fouls, the step back. um, If you follow him closely, he's learning this, like, sidestep one foot type of thing um <laughs> he's not the most athletic guy like Drew said and he's been able to average what 35 points for like the past three seasons with what he's got I think that's absolutely crazy but my number yeah. five here um I don't know if anybody likes this guy but my number five is Danny Green <laughs> I absolutely
1: Ooh, like, wow. I like
2: Danny Green a lot what a pick he's a textbook three and d player uh I was super happy when the Lakers signed him he's a great complimentary piece to LeBron uh, we like to be mm-hmm. surrounded by shooters. Um, he's so clutch. Uh, you saw in the finals, he had, like, the finals record for most three-pointers made, till so Curry broke it. Um, he's hit game-winners mm-hmm. against the Mavs. I just really like what Danny Green does. He never complains about anything. He's a great shooter uh, and a great defensive mm-hmm. player, and I think uh, he gets slept on a lot, so Danny Green's my
1: number five. Oh, that's very true.
0: That is a very surprising pick. But, um, <laughs> it's a surprising I pick, pick like but it. I'm not hating on it at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, am I number four, this guy ah. – I mean this guy's been pretty hated uh this past couple of years and it's Kevin Durant. Um, oh my god. And I admit I hated this guy when he was on the Warriors, but when he was on the Thunder, he was my second favorite player in the league. Uh this guy is so smooth, one of the best scorers of all time. He went to Texas, even though I never I never saw him play at Texas, mm-hmm. but uh nonetheless um now that he's on the Nets, I I'm back to loving him. I mean I hated him for two years. We took a break. <laughs> but he's he's Definitely one. I don't know how he'll recover from this Achilles injury,
0: but uh, hopefully he's still a top player in the league. And I, and I love him, man. Yeah, at my number four, I had to go with the funniest player in the league, Mister Fun Guy, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> this guy is. I would. I, I was gonna say hilarious on the court, but he's not very funny on the court. Uh, off <laughs> the court, this guy is hilarious. He's not. He doesn't even try to be funny, which is the funniest part of it. <laughs> he just gets absolutely memed. Like he he's so much like a robot. I mean, he's got his the infamous laugh. Yeah. uh he's got the everything and I, he's been through a lot as a player. That's why he's mm-hmm. so sheltered. Uh I think he's seen I think his mom died like when he was super young or something like that. I think like it was that. his dad, if I'm not mistaken. Dad, yeah. Uh I could be wrong about that. Um, but he's just a really great guy to watch, absolutely amazing on defense, one of the best defensive players of all time. He's a great offensive player, really stepped up that three-point shot, helped the Raptors win the championship against those <laughs> the, the super team, which was the Warriors, finally ending their streak. Uh, and I feel like this guy is definitely one of the top players in the league. I mean, there's the whole load management thing, but I feel like he's a player that you don't want to play against because he's such a versatile threat. He's a real two-way player. Uh, I really like the guy. I mean, I've never really seen him get into a lot of beef with anyone. <laughs> he's uh, he's a pretty controlled guy, so uh had to put well, it in the Well one thing
2: with uh, Kawhi, I know lots of uh, Spurs fans are never gonna forgive him. I mean he basically bailed on the Spurs, I mean, let's be honest. I mean he had constant uh, He did independent he did win doctors the championship though. Independent doctors uh, <laughs> clear him for play and he just decided to keep sitting out. I mean, it got to the point mm-hmm. where Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili called him out. Like, when have you ever seen yeah. that Argentinian <laughs> and French guy ever call someone out like that? I mean, we're gonna. I mean, we're gonna Tony Parker here, cheated on
0: his wife, so <laughs> he did get called out quite a bit. All right, but uh, my number
2: four, I have uh, Jason Tatum. This guy's one of my favorite young players in the league. I love what he does mm-hmm. in the mid-post. I try to incorporate some of Jason Tatum's skills into my basketball game as well. Um. Uh, I think he's going to take that next step. Uh, this year, you even saw it in this year. He's kind of a one 8 to Kemba Walker. Next year, I think he easily passes him. Uh, I had him on my All-NBA third team this year. Uh, it was one of our earlier episodes. But I really like Tatum's future. Uh, he's a great passer to and underrated with his length on defense. So, Jason Tatum's
1: my number four. All right, uh, my number three, I got my first Laker, Anthony Davis. Mm. Um, this guy, uh, when we traded for him, I was very happy because I thought this was a guaranteed championship but uh hopefully hopefully the season resumes but nonetheless I mean top 5 player in the league um mm-hmm. you pair him with LeBron uh, he's electric he's he's great and uh I mean he's if if Kawhi came to the Lakers then um then we easily would have repeated but I still think Davis and James can do it alone mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm.
2: I just
0: love Anthony Davis baby yeah so at my number three, I know you guys probably have with him at your number one. I had to put LeBron James. I know, I know. I mean, I can't even ignore this guy. I I, I think I only hated on LeBron for one year. I think the 2014-15 season, I didn't like him at all because I think I was watching a Warriors game with my dad. My dad was like, look at that guy. He's a massive crybaby. Didn't like him for a season. Uh I mean, but that was back when I didn't really used to watch basketball that much. Uh, so LeBron is easily one of the best players in the NBA. He's one of the best NBA players of all time, arguably the best. I mean, we've had debate. Yeah, make sure you check out check our rankings out. as well. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> LeBron James. I mean, he's he really redefined the point forward position. He play, he can play any position on the floor. He's pretty he's pretty good at defense. Some people say criticize him for. Being uh, a little bit lazy on defense, I really don't see that. I think he only turns it on when he needs to, and I can understand that given that the guy's almost 40. Uh, he's a floor general that really incorporates all of his teammates very well. I mean, a lot of people say that this guy is kind of uh, not great for the uh, coaching staff because he kind of takes uh, takes on his own role, but I don't think that's the case. You can see him working out uh, – in uh, Los Angeles, very well. I mean, yeah, there was Tyron Lue, so basically LeBron was the coach for that year, but I mean, they did win the NBA championship. Um, so I, I feel like this guy's one of the greatest players of all time. He's doing a lot for the community, too. It, it's very hard not to like this guy. All
2: right, on my number three, it's going to be Lonzo Ball. I was uh, love this guy at UCLA. <laughs> triple B's on the menu. Uh, got drafted, <laughs> his second game ever, he was one assist away from getting a 28 point triple double. Uh, another guy here that's just a great passer. I love great passers. Uh, he's got the passing gift. If you want to talk about a perfect fit with Zion Williamson, you're going to have to come see Lonzo Ball. He's a great defender, super <laughs> underrated. You saw he, like, swats uh, James Harden. Uh, he's super fast in uh, transition and in the fast break. Uh, his three-point shot's gotten tremendously better. I think over, like, this past, like, 25 games before the season came to a stop, he was averaging, like, 18-8-8. Uh, I think he's become mm-hmm. super underrated because everyone sort of branded him as a bust for his 10-7-7 yes, yes. uh, season, which is honestly not even that bad. But uh, mm-hmm. you guys are just going to keep hating on Lonzo Ball,
0: and we're just going to keep proving him wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I have to agree with Dylan here. I think Lonzo Ball is just incredibly overhated. Yep. I think that a lot of people were ready to label him a bus. I think it was because of how he played in UCLA, where he was really uh, a huge scorer. He was putting up, like, 20, 30 a game, he, and people are expecting him to score a lot in the NBA. I mean, let's face it, it's not as exciting to see someone grab, like, 10 rebounds and get 10 assists than it is to see them score, like, 20 points. Yeah. So I feel like this guy is just kind of overhated because a lot of people expect him to be this great scorer. But like Dylan said, he he's a great two-way player, and I think he's very underrated.
1: Yep. Uh, all right, so at my number two position, uh, I got Damian Lillard. Um, mm-hmm. he, used to be, he used to be underrated, but now people see he, what he's worth. I mean, he's a top two point guard, arguably not two. Um, mm-hmm. he, uh, I think I still think Curry has a slight edge over him. But, I mean, logo, mm-hmm. Lillard, this guy pulls up from anywhere and hits, yeah, yeah. He hits it from anywhere. He gets the crowd excited. That shot against uh, Paul George in the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, when Paul George said, that's a bad shot, I don't care what you say. I mean, it was so funny <laughs> to see how butt hurt he was. It is a and bad when shot. Lillard, when Lillard's... Uh, his face was completely um. What's the word? Just,
0: yeah, just there. Yeah, I do like Damian as it well. Was a, it was a
1: great moment.
0: Uh, at my number two, I went with uh, Luka Doncic. I mean, I just love the way this guy plays. He's such like a such a good guy. I mean, you can see that he's doing a lot for the community, uh, and, and especially in Dallas, where the fans are really involved with the Mavericks. Uh, he he's absolutely great on the court. I mean. You, you saw the whole publicity stunt he did for the WNBA where he tried to shout out the WNBA MVP. Or I mean, the Rookie of the Year, and then the WNBA got salty at him, and he had no idea why. Uh, the dynamic between him and Dirk when Dirk was still playing was really good. I mean, you can really see how... Uh, the similar backgrounds really helped them gel together very well. And I think that this guy, he's a really exciting player to watch. He can do anything. He can score. He can play defense. He can make the pretty pass. So I, I just think I, I really like this guy to watch, and he's at my number two.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with Drew here. Luka Doncic number two. He's on my fantasy basketball team. Absolutely <clears> took <throat> over for me. I really like my chances <clears throat> to win that league. Uh, you know, we had Luka and Anthony <laughs> Davis, but obviously we're never going to see but Luka Doncic, a uh, great passer. Um, I've seen some in-depth analysis of this guy um, from this YouTube channel I watch. This guy's reads in the pick and roll are almost a LeBron James-type level. And this guy's averaging, <laughs> like, almost a 28-point triple-double in his second year in the league. Um, I think he's a top-five mm-hmm. player right now. You've He's seen him in clutch situations, hitting step-back after step-back. I mean, Luka magic, man. Like, Luka is so versatile on offense. He can play one through mm-hmm. 3 uh, he's a great passer too. All, all of the lots of these guys on the list are great passers. Always
1: get underrated, like I said before. But Luka is my number two. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my number one, uh, I think it was pretty obvious. It's LeBron yeah. James. This guy, greatest player of all time. Uh, you could argue. Um, you never really change, the viewpoint on that. But anyways, um, great player on and or great person on and off the court. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how people hate him. I mean, he really does nothing wrong. He opens schools for uh, kids that aren't as privileged. Um, Um, And I mean, it's just, it's so hard to hate this guy. I get he broke the Warriors fan's heart in 2016, but uh, you can't deny how good he is. Um, Best passer of all time, arguably, um, and best driver of all time, arguably. And now that he's a Laker, that was the happiest day of my life when I found out that he was joining the Lakers. Uh, Hasn't turned out the way I wanted to so far, but uh, we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, and my number one, I put a guy that I've, like Jad, have an on-again, off-again relationship with. <laughs> That's Kyrie Irving. I mean, when I first started watching basketball, this is the guy that caught my eye, the guy that was breaking ankles all over the floor. I mean, you can argue about his off-court antics. I I really can't really defend him at this point. I don't know what he's doing. He I think he got the, the head coach of the Nets fired for literally doing his job very well. Uh, I think the Kyrie is locker room cancer as well. I'm not exactly making the case why he's my favorite <laughs> player, but I just absolutely <laughs> love the way this guy plays. He has the three-point shot. He can he makes steals. Uh, he's a pretty good defender. He can make the steals. Uh, he Oh, my, I can't even speak. Uh, he makes steals uh, on defense pretty well. Uh, he plays all right defense. I mean, nothing stellar. But on offense, that's where he really shines. Arguably the best handles of all time uh he's got a great mid-range shot he's an amazing finisher he's just a true acrobat in the paint uh I feel like he, he's just a absolute show when he's on the court Um uh, never really been bored by seeing him play especially when you've seen him have some marquee matchups especially like him versus Curry those two never disappoint because of the just competitive fire they have towards each other uh I, I just really like Kyrie um uh, Hopefully he starts playing basketball again and starts balling out like he did back on the Cavs. Uh, yeah, he's my number one. All right, so my number one is actually going to be this guy named LeBron James. Uh, oh, I don't know him. He's my
2: favorite player. Like you, uh, you guys said, is another great passer. I think he's the best passer in the game right now. I think I've got the three best passers in the league on my list at 1, 2, 3 with LeBron, Luca, and Lonzo. I mean, triple L's, uh, but LeBron James <laughs> – uh, yeah, Alonzo's easily one of the best passers, man. Go check out the film. Uh, LeBron, anyway, we're <laughs> going to get back on LeBron. I mean, you want to talk about carrying a load? This guy's carried loads this entire career. I mean, go mm-hmm. check out our Goat Debate podcast. I mean, I, we really went into depth with this one. But LeBron is just yep. so good. Like Jed said, on and off the court. I mean, with the school kids and whatnot. He's just so mm-hmm. um, versatile as well. Uh, great passer, great driver. I like his post mm-hmm. fadeaway He's starting to add. Um, you guys mm-hmm. have pretty much have summed it up already. I just want to point out one thing else. I'm starting to notice a common theme with Drew's list where he only picks NBA superstars. Uh, I find that a bit 10 uh, year old like, but it, it's, it's his top five favorite players. I'm not going to really
0: <laughs> whoa, judge him whoa, for whoa. that one. But, down,
2: so that's our top five. Uh, we're going to move on to a different debate here. We're going to talk about the Madden series versus the 2K series for video game wise. Uh, Jack, you want to hit us? Sir?
1: Um. Okay. So Madden vs. Two K. Honestly, they're both relatively the same game year in and year out. Yeah. But yep. uh, this year, Madden changed something big. They added superstar abilities. Now they actually
2: saying... uh, had that last year, if I'm not mistaken, but I just didn't. Oh, that. they did.
1: Yeah. I thought this was. Oh, okay. Well, actually, they added I'm not last sure. Actually, one. don't quote me on that one. But yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm not saying I like them or I hate them. But the fact is, they did something significant to the game, mm-hmm. which is a good mm-hmm. thing because. Because they know they could just make so much money just recycling their games. Which is like what they've they, done. Yeah, but I feel like they tried a little harder this year to make it different. Yeah. Now, one mm-hmm. thing I like 2K better is it's more versatile. Madden's basically just Ultimate Team. I would agree uh, with that Madden's 100%. Is, yeah, I saw this interesting video where this guy shows how Madden Franchise Mode was actually mm-hmm. more sophisticated eight years ago yep. than it is now. Yep. yep. So it's clear yeah, that it's just trying to be a one-mode game. Uh, 2K brings uh, my team and my player... Or, yeah. I mean, my career. Um, and there are two modes that are both popular in their own way. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, now, something Madden is by far better in. I think is servers. Uh, two his servers are absolute mm-hmm. trash. Uh, it's pretty despicable. Um, ultimately, I do enjoy Madden a bit more, and I think they are uh, a better. It is a better video game. But um, yeah,
2: I we're gonna have Drew go last year since I'm sure he's most dedicated yeah. to this topic. But uh, for me, Madden is just managed better. And I'm not even saying it's managed well, but 2K, management, Ronnie is just an absolute buffoon. The servers are pathetic. They never listen to the community at all. They don't make upgrades Mm -hmm. to the game like Madden does, like Jad pointed out with the abilities. They added RPOs to the game this year, which I do like as well. Um, But anyway, uh, and another thing too, 2K, I will give him the point. It is more versatile. I mean, you've got uh, mm-hmm. Ultimate Team and My Career. Madden has like absolutely zero resemblance of a My <laughs> Career mode whatsoever. It's really a joke what yeah. they put put out for that. But Ultimate Team is their main moneymaker. Uh, but Madden is way easier to get a good team than uh, 2K is. I mean, you can get a pretty solid team by just playing solo challenges. 2K does have the Triple Threat mode, which is like a three-on-three mode. It's a great uh, way to get coins and upgrade your team. It, it was an easy way to make coins, but Madden is just slightly easier to get better at. And then 2K, mm-hmm. I think 2K is just more money hungry. They're more poorly managed because the way they hype up the community saying that they're going to do something and then they do the complete opposite or just make it worse. Uh, last year, mm-hmm. I really only played 2K. This year, I'm more of a Madden guy. Uh, so we're going to see what <laughs> I go to next year. But uh, for me, I have to give the slight edge to Madden.
0: Okay, so let me start my <laughs> in-depth analysis. Okay, so I broke it down into a couple categories here. Uh <laughs> So first of all, let me get this out of the way. Both of the games are absolute garbage. Uh, All the people who are working at EA and 2K Sports need to be fired and replaced immediately. (laughs) Ronnie is an absolute idiot, and everyone at EA Sports is a money-hungry tool. Okay, that being said, uh, I broke it down into gameplay, servers, modes, graphics, money-hungriness, cheese, and innovation. Uh, So let's start off with the gameplay. Uh, the gameplay, I think that was pretty easy for me to do. Uh, I think that 2K definitely has better gameplay. I mean, there is – I'll break down the cheese in the other segment. But in 2K, there there's a lot of cheese, but at least it's somewhat realistic. In Madden, they changed to a fully physics-based um, – or not, sorry. They changed from their fully physics-based uh, software last year to this more momentum-based so mm. you can just literally just swerve the stick around all day, mi- make people miss tackles, <laughs> run HB stretch. I'll get to that in the cheese section. But for <laughs> overall gameplay, if I can just pop on a game and not get absolutely livid at the game, I would definitely give it to 2K. Uh, so now let's move on to servers. Servers, this is no competition. Madden has so much better servers than 2K. Mm-hmm. 2K servers, it's it's like the same connection that you would get like in the middle of like in, like in the Savannah yeah. in Africa. Uh it's absolutely ridiculous. Me, Jad and Dylan tried to play a Miley game. It was so <laughs> laggy. It was and one terrible. thing too I wanna
2: <laughs> jump in, like Madden, like I'm not even giving it like a nine out of ten on their servers, maybe like eight tops. Yeah. But two K is just exactly, like a zero yeah. out of ten. So like it's not even <laughs> a It's
0: ridiculous. Games. It's yeah. almost impossible to play anything. Uh and then moving on to modes. I mean everyone's raving about the superstar KO mode. Oh look at what I Madden. Do like added. Super... Oh that's bit...
2: another thing too. Yeah, I forgot about that. I do like superstar KOs. It was a big deal at the beginning of the year, but then people naturally just shifted back to their caveman-like status of going to my team. So.
0: But uh, for me, this is—it's it, basically just Ultimate Team, except with a small like draft element incorporated yeah. into it. Uh, I think that modes-wise, Two K is so much better. Uh, Madden doesn't even have a real franchise mode. Two K has My League. Uh, I mean, you can do My League online. Doesn't really work as well as it should. Due to the servers, but it's still there for you to use it. I mean, my career is just a significant tool that really puts it above. I mean, face scans in the game, being able to customize your player while Madden has literally none of that. They have the franchise mode, which doesn't even allow you to customize your own player in depth or anything. Uh, you have the ability to have expansion teams, all these different things that you can adjust. But in Madden, you don't have the freedom to do that. So I had to give modes to 2K. One then thing, though, one grab- thing, though, hold up. Yeah, go ahead.
2: 2K got rid of their draft series uh, with the ultimate mm-hmm. team cards. Madden still has yeah. that, which is something that we've done before. If we want to play each other on an <clears> equal, <throat> equal playing field, Because obviously dive with ultimate teams is the same. But I still do oh, have yes. to give the nod to 2K to in terms of modes.
0: Okay. Okay. I'll get into the uh the thing that you just said about how Madden already had in the game. I have another issue to address with Madden later on. So let's go on to graphics. Uh, graphics. I mean, the graphics we're kind of taking for granted now. They've just been like really good the last couple of years. But I think in two K twenty, it's it's really a quite a step up. I mean, two K eighteen, the graphics were terrible, like the game itself. But uh, in two K nineteen, they did have a significant uh kind of. Restructuring, But I think in 2K20, they really kind of hit the sweet spot for uh, tra- kind of the photorealistic animation. I think that the players look a lot more realistic this year than they do in 2K20. I mean, I'm not talking about the animations and stuff because Lord knows how bad those are. But as far as how the players look, they look more realistic and less robotic than they did back in 2K19. And in Madden, there's really been no change for me. I have not seen any improvement graphics-wise. <laughs> Not to say that 2K has made leaps and bounds better than what they did last year. I still have year. to it's give the... the
2: edge to Madden in terms of graphics. I've seen this thing on the internet where what 2K does every year to try to promote their graphics is they put a sweaty player as the new <laughs> yeah, one yeah. and then like a normally rested player to try to make it seem like the sweat is like the more in-depth of the graphics. Like That's just <laughs> classic Ronnie 2K garbage right there. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but for graphics, I just have to give it to Two K. But it's debatable. Both are both are just kind of not very innovative. Um, moving on to money hungriness I completely disagree with Dylan here. It's obviously Madden. Madden, you have to spend money to literally like do anything. You start with the mission, game, boom. You got to play fifty fifty bucks to play uh, Ultimate Team. Otherwise, I'm going to get shafted by someone with a ninety nine <laughs> overall team. It's just ridiculous. I mean, you see Flight, who paid basically forty k for fifty one k for his team. And he's still trash. That, that's I mean, more of a just, user defect, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a that's a user <laughs> thing. But just the fact that people are spending so much money, like spent fifty k. That's like you can get a good car for that, or maybe even two well, good cars for, for that For, for of one money. thing,
2: too, like the hardcore two k sweats, they gotta spend on my career and my team. So,
0: oh, and speaking of my career, this year in my career, I haven't spent a single dime. I haven't spent a single dime on two k. Uh, since 2k18 when I spent like for like one tier of like uh, for my career but this year I went from a 60 overall to a 78 and it's only taken me like about like two months and I haven't even been like playing for like hours on end every day it's a lot more enjoyable this year my career it's not as slow as it has been in previous years but uh i had to give the money hungriness definitely to Madden money i i really think that if you played ultimate
2: team in madden this year it would change your mind uh jad was kind of with you but i think he started to shift once he's realized how easy it is to just get like at least to like a 94 overall well what do you think it does
1: take a very long time to but Mm -hmm. they did make it much easier this year than than in previous years in previous years i would totally go with I mean. I remember mm-hmm. I grinded for the whole football season. I believe in Madden 17. Yeah. And I literally only got up to an 8-9 overall when I constantly were playing 98s, 99 yeah. overalls. But this mm-hmm. year they did make it a little easier. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I mean, I, I still think both, both franchises here are very money hungry. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's honestly equal. I, I'm not sure who uh-huh. I would go to. One thing, to. too, uh, another yeah.
2: category I want to point out with, uh, it's like promotions. I think Two K has way better promotions on their ultimate team mode than uh, Madden does. Madden's been very mm-hmm. inconsistent with uh the different promos that they go with. Yeah, and Two K is actually pretty good at listening to fans in terms of what cards they want in the promo. I've had yeah, the
0: cards for sure. Yeah, yeah I- I'd have to That's give a nod to Two K
2: for that actually.
0: Uh, then let's talk about Cheese. Of course, this is the stupid animations. I could go on for hours about this, but I won't. I'll spare <laughs> you the trauma. You've probably experienced it You experienced it yourself. Madden Cheese is just so annoying. It makes me just want to uninstall the game from my system and just, like, burn my PS4 in a yard fire. It's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous what these people at Madden are doing. The devs are absolutely retarded. I don't know what they're oh, thinking yeah. when they switch from a physics-based Physics-based is more realistic. Why would you make it momentum-based? That's like saying if I run and I'm running straight and I hit my fence, I will break through the fence and keep running. That's basically what the <laughs> system is. That requires no actual physical exertion. I can just swerve all day, do this stupid, unrealistic run all around mm-hmm. the field, and I can get a
2: touchdown. <laughs> One thing, too. You can stop. Yeah, I want to start to
0: speak on Madden 20 as an
2: avid player. But uh, the corner routes this year is absolute garbage. It's really hard to find yeah. a defense to find it. The run at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year was absolutely crazy. It has started to got in a lot better. Uh, people have started to find ways to stop it and contain it. But the blitzes, the nano blitzes in Madden are super hard yeah. to stop. Uh, they didn't really mm-hmm. have that. The, it used to be like a big problem, like 16, 17. And then uh, mm-hmm. on to 2K. I forgot what 2K was. I believe it was 2K 18 or 19. I forgot. The, 18, 18 the blow were one. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, 18 was and the blow by this yeah. year, they go and make it basically impossible to blow-by your defender <laughs> unless you set a screen. Yeah. So it's it's really... uh They need to find a balance to that. I don't know how they're doing this year with that on 2K20. I've only mm-hmm. played it a little bit. Uh. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so... We're, we're just, okay, oh, go ahead, go, go ahead, Jed. So yeah. the
1: thing with the Madden runs, uh, you said that it's gotten better, and I think it certainly has, but Still the Madden uh the Madden Bull, the winner of the Madden Bull won seventeen 0 Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't throw it once. So I don't think it's gotten significantly better. I think well, it's that guy still is way like, too easy to
0: run the ball. He spent thirty <laughs> hours a day just like, uh, researching runs. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just think that the cheese at Madden is so much worse because you can agree. see the script the scripted gameplay in both. I mean, two K scripted gameplay is ridiculous. Like you'll see like Like, uh, Steph Curry missed a wide-open three to, like, win the game just because the computer doesn't want you to win. But – and, like, the stupid animations when you're, like, on a wide-open layup and then you stop and get, like, absolutely rejected. But in Madden, it's so much worse because you'll have offensive linemen just stand there as the defender just blows by them. Uh, You can just run – wherever you want if you have a fast quarterback like lamar jackson or michael vick and you guys are really like those uh add-ons uh i'm sorry what are they abilities the the... abilities yes yeah i i really hate them because it's it's (laughs) not accurate to the the game at all it's not accurate to actual football i think i'm not lamar jackson i don't scramble back like 20 yards and then because i have my uh i uh, actually think he does so
2: basically yeah I have to take a contrary opinion to this one. I think uh, when you have, like, five quarterbacks, say, that are the exact same overall, pretty much the exact same stats, you need something Mm -hmm. to differentiate between a 99 Tom Brady and a 99 Lamar Jackson, and that's going to be the uh, the That's what the attributes are for, though. The attributes have never never been a factor in Madden or 2K. They basically mean (laughs) nothing. So I I like the abilities. I think they have gone a bit overboard with abilities like human joystick. Uh,
0: but yeah the, yeah human joystick is but some
2: terrible. of them are like you have to find a way to be able to differentiate between like the pop players yeah
0: yeah i would argue that maybe they should take some out of the game uh if they were to keep them in at all uh-huh. uh so i feel like just the scripted gameplay is just a real issue with madden uh you see uh, a lot another thing that i have to talk about is when uh <laughs> this happens a lot when someone with like a 99 speed rating and everything is like wide open and then this like 84 speed linebacker out of nowhere outruns the guy and like tackles them down at the one and the QB's constantly going past the y- line of scrimmage and then instantly fumbling at the slightest bit of contact quarterbacks don't do that unless you're daniel jones uh <laughs> last section here is innovation i am going with 2k here let's try to make madden it a bit more t- rapid fire our next few segments are going to be rapid fire yeah okay <laughs> so innovation i had to give it to 2k because madden has taken out so many things from previous years i remember that uh from a video that i watched madden 13 had a bunch of stuff that you could do you could track stats for a franchise mode which you can't do anymore you could create your own uniform you could create your own team you can't do any of that in madden you can do that in 2k 2k has added more features while madden has taken out a bunch uh so i had to give this one to 2k overall i think that 2k is a better franchise i think that matt but but i think that both are absolutely terrible i hope that there's a new kind of uh company that starts taking over the sports games that can restore them back to their former glory. All right,
2: so we're going to go rapid fire for our next few segments here. Uh, DeAndre Baker, Quentin Dunbar get arrested for armed robbery. I'm very, very disappointed in my boy Quentin Dunbar. I had to let go of his card on an Ultimate Team team because I don't take criminals. (laughs) I think this guy has such a bright future. I think he's a top five corner in the league this year. The Seahawks got him. I don't know how he ended up on the Seahawks, but this is definitely hurting my $20 bet with Vibu on our Seahawks 90s record bet.
1: <laughs> I also I'm also, i very bet.
2: just disappointed in what these guys have done. So.
0: Yeah, I, don't yeah know what, I have to what... agree. This is terrible for – I mean, this, I mean, of course, as a Seahawks man, I think this is terrible for us because <laughs> Quentin Dunbar is a skilled player. But I think that armed robbery – I mean, if they – I've heard that five witnesses actually exonerated uh, Quentin Dunbar. So if that's actually – checks out, and the five witnesses end up testifying, then I guess he would go free. But I've heard that between the both of them, uh, DeAndre Baker's lawyer actually sued Dunbar yeah. because he's saying that his, uh, his lawyer was doing some shady stuff. I really don't see it. But if these two men are guilty, <laughs> they should go to jail no matter whether they're professional athletes or not. Yeah, yeah
1: I, have, I have no idea what these guys are doing. Uh, two football players, armed robbery. Like, it really doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's pretty weird. Uh, Dunbar had a lot of potential. I would hate mm-hmm. to see that go to waste. And uh, the lawyers are being so confusing. Uh, as Drew said, Baker's lawyer uh, sued Dunbar, and it's, it's just a very unique and weird situation. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't really tell if they're guilty or not, but um, we'll see how it plays out. All
2: right, so our next one, should Tua start week one? For me, I think that they should wait two weeks exactly. Um, I'm normally all <laughs> in 100% to start rookies right away. But I think Tua is a mm-hmm. guy whose confidence can easily be shaken, especially with his histories with injuries. I don't think he's a confidence mm-hmm. guy like Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray who both got thrown into the oh fire right away. Uh, by the way, Baker Mayfield went from zero wins to seven wins. They would have made the playoffs if they started him. But for me, Tua, uh, you, you, I'll give him two weeks and just throw him in there.
0: Uh, for uh, I'm going to say that
1: – oh, yeah, go ahead, Jed. Okay, for me, you have to make sure that Tua is healthy. But yeah. If yeah, he mm-hmm. is healthy – He should start week one. Uh, I mean, there aren't any high hopes for the Dolphins this year, so you might as well get as (laughs) much experience for him as possible. I'd get making him sit and learn from a veteran QB, but Fitzpatrick isn't exactly the best quarterback to learn from, and I think the best way for him to
0: learn is to play. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious to me. The the guy should play if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, don't play him. It's that simple. This is the guy that the Dolphins want to ride their future on, and I feel like they shouldn't throw away that future by starting him prematurely. They should make sure that he's – all, uh, 100 percent, or at least very close to it, before they throw him out there to the dogs. So I, I feel like they should give him a bit of time to kind of think over. Is he 100 percent or not? All
2: right. Our next one should the NFL change this onside kick rule? For those of you who don't know, there's this thing people want the NFL to change to an onside kick where you could do a fourth and 15. Me personally, I do not like this at all. I think it is way too easy to get a fourth and 15. Just let just kick yeah. the team, kick the ball to the other team. I think they're trying to make it way too fan-friendly. I'd be down yeah. for something that's a bit harder, like a fourth and 20 or a fourth and 25. I know that's a bit weird, mm-hmm. so I really don't think you should just do anything. Just leave it the way it is. Fourth
1: and 15 is too easy for me. Um, I, think, I think it's a good rule, but it should only be able to be used once per game. Okay. Uh, mm, the proposed like rule is that it can be used twice, but I think that's still too much. Uh, yeah. But it's done ridiculously hard to get an onside kick uh Mm -hmm. over the years i mean the success rate and is like terrible and i agree with you dylan i think they should make it a little further fourth and 15 is a little too easy but fourth Mm -hmm. and 20 or 25 i would love to see that rule uh i would definitely prefer it over an onside kick because Mm -hmm. basically there's no chance of you getting an onside kick how many will recover this year i believe single digits and that's that's yeah for sure
0: yeah uh I feel like as a fan, this would be exciting to see, but I do not think that it should happen because it would just be detrimental to the sport. Like Dylan said, it's way too easy for a team to come back. Uh, Fourth and 15, it's not a whole lot of distance. And I feel like it's really unfair because let's say a team has been neck and neck uh, every, every step of the way, and then all of a sudden the team that just scored Instead of going neck and neck anymore, they're just given a chance to score And then another thing, too, like,
2: if you have a guy like Mike Evans throw – it's basically a 50-50 ball compared to, like, a 99% chance to recover the kick. But anyway, our our last segment, one thing we love, one thing we hate. One thing I love, uh, the electronic arts really stepping up their game, giving a free golden ticket to every single player that's doing – uh, solo challenges. Uh, you basically have like a negative percent chance to pull one of these things. So they're handing um mm-hmm. handing them out at the end of the year. I personally will probably
1: be going with 99 Camp Newton, one of my favorite players. But uh, what do you guys <laughs> have? Um, I, I love this ramen that uh, Sean dropped off at my house. Uh, it's these fire noodles. Uh, it's like two times spicy or something like that. And uh, mm-hmm. it did leave my mouth burning. I needed to drink three bottles of water. But I still did like it, and uh, it was very flavorful.
0: Uh, Yeah, so I love – shout out to Aiden, because I'm pretty sure he's listening, and Akash, because we went on, like, a six-mile hike the other day. It was really beautiful. I was able to shoot some footage, try and put it together. (laughs) So I'm trying to go on some, like, regular hikes so we can get those leg days getting better. Uh, I just think that quarantine provides a really good opportunity for all of us to go outdoors and do some athletic stuff. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. Uh,
2: I'd have to agree. Uh, You know, make sure you guys check out (laughs) our prior ones. Um, We hit the one-hour mark for the first time. That's probably not going to happen again. We'll make sure it doesn't happen.
1: If you're still listening to this,
2: I mean, just send us a text. You're going to, like, get some serious rewards for listening to this far.